Let's connect. This is Network Radio. Tabo Masombuka, good afternoon and welcome to Network Radio. Yes, good afternoon, good afternoon. Uh, thank you for having me. It's All right. a pleasure, it's a pleasure, and as always, yes. it's good to talk about these things. No, thank you very much for giving us the chance to chat to you about this. Can you tell us more about yourself? You wrote an article called Grab Every Chance to Learn About Entrepreneurship. But before that, let's paint a picture. Who is Tabo Masombuka? Uh, Taloma Sombuga is, is an agent for change, mm. um, a social economic commentator, and an interpreter of notes. Because what he has done is that, as a middle-aged African male, he has realized that in order to reverse the legacy of oppression and apartheid, equality and unemployment, mm. I, the inequality and unemployment is about finding solutions to the country in a multiple prompt way. So Kaluma Sombuga is one of the people who's, who knows that we don't have what it takes to change the world, but whatever they contribute will help change the world. Yes. So that's how I could describe myself. Excellent. Thank you very much for that. So now we know who you are. You also run an advisory firm called Flory Touch. Correct. Mm. Touch is uh, was formed in response to the need to create what I call sustainable impact-driven change in this country. Mm. Um, being a lawyer by profession, having worked for government, having worked for the private sector, I've realized that people do things just for the sake. I mean, I, 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 ran, I ran compliance divisions, departments of uh, the most leading, um, you know, financial advisory um, uh, uh, institutions like your Liberty and your, your Momentum. But I've realized that in the process of compliance, people do things for the sake of compliance. Mm. There is no much about what difference does that make to the end user, the end user being the beneficiary. Beneficial. Yeah. So what I then realized that is that there is so much things. Of course, there are a lot of consultancy firms, a lot of practitioners in the industry to that. I thought that there exists a space in the business case for advisors or practitioners who are going to hold hands with clients and companies to help them do things to realize the impact in a more sustainable way. Okay. So that people can embrace the change, people can take advantage of the benefits that must happen to the country. In that way, we're helping people build their lives, we build the economy, we build mm-hmm. jobs. All right, cool. I'm going to touch on There's another point that you raised. I'm going to touch on that later. But uh, let's focus on this article now. What was the the motive behind this article? I read it and it resonates well and that we need to be careful by pushing entrepreneurship. But let me not say, t- take your thunder there. What was the thinking behind this article? Because the thinking was simple, was that uh, more often when we get platforms an opportunity to do so, we, we encourage young people to say, start your business, be an entrepreneur, entrepreneurship, create jobs. These are all good and good feelings, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the good feelings of an economy. But at the same time, we, we, we don't often warn these entrepreneurs or these young people to say, remember, in the process of starting this business, uh, these are the risks. And, 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 and I can find inspiration in a conversation I once had with Emel Mashaba, um, the founder of Black Like Me, yes. you know? Um, 
People know Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Center now, but he, he has an interesting story to tell. He says in the beginning of his, his escapade, in the beginning of his journey, he went through tremendous amount of challenges. And he was not normally the face, uh, the, 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 the part that we don't know. We see, we see business trying to be but we don't know what it is. So in that article, to grab uh, opportunity to learn about, I'm, I'm kind of like, Inviting young people because I was visiting a dream man for the as we celebrate uh, uh, the, the, the use of this country. Yes. As, 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 we, as we take advantage to, of the current economic transition to do business as young people, we must be mindful of the risk it takes. Mm. So that, you know, we, are, we don't want to resign and leave our jobs and think that I'm going to be a businessman <laughs> without understanding, you know, because it takes a yeah. mindset, you know, you yeah. need to be. The point I made, which I like to repeat, is that you find people who want to be business owners and yet they have a nine to five mentality. Tabo, Tabo, just sorry to cut in there. Um, do you think SA youth understand entrepreneurship? Um, I don't think you. I think a lot of people understand the end result of entrepreneurship. They want to have money and create jobs. <laughs> yes. They don't know the pain it takes. And I'm saying, if you get into the space, you must accept the pain mm. <laughs> that comes with the space, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for instance, I normally make an example about a really discussion I know me and you will have later on yeah. about the, the, the soul and the profile of the entrepreneur mm. in South Africa. What, what kind of an entrepreneur does this country need and does this country deserve? Do you need somebody who in the first million buys a hash Ferrari and lives in an estate? Or do you need someone who says, uh, I am going to have to work hard to accumulate and save? Yeah. And in saving, I must be able to bring another Tawoma Sobuga who must be uh, like me. But, uh, yeah. so, but Tawo, yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh, point taken, let's not go out and rush and buy Ferraris and Range Rovers and whatnot. But when is the right time to buy that? Is it wrong to buy that? Maybe, maybe let me get in there. No, 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 no. no. You see, that, that's the point. I mean, I yeah. don't know what I'm saying. I, 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 I the I'm not saying that it's wrong to, raise, uh, to buy a salad. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, actually, can you get can you really like this point that uh, we deserve things, it's our time, we need to. And no, no, there's nothing wrong for all intents and purposes. But all I'm saying is that. What is the point of driving a Ferrari when your immediate surroundings mm. are not complimenting you but they are pushing you down? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes, yes. The, the people around you must be able to say, I'm going to, oh, you bought a Ferrari today, I'm going to buy a better version of Ferrari so that they put you in the mood. But mm. what people are going to say, <laughs> not people are going to say, oh, you bought a Ferrari, you a lot of money, so give me the answer, and then they wish it out. So the tendency that, as, uh, 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 I normally say that an average African black man in this country has got siblings, siblings who are in worse uh, uh, economic conditions. So yeah. how, how do you go back to Sushiho, to, to Mpumalanga, to KZN, and, uh, and, and talk about your Ferrari when the people who are there, mm. uh, you know, uh, are in worse economic conditions. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, what I'm basically saying is that we deserve a good life. I mean, had it not been for our partners, perhaps we and you would not be in this conversation. <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. 
so the fact that we, we, we're coming from a, a, a point where uh, we, we've been worse off, so we now have to do what I call social economic interpolation, so that uh, we, don't, we don't do what uh, uh, traditional uh, 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 corporate CFI does, go and donate to school, or go and donate computers to mm-hmm. school. Yeah. You call the leader, you can't be going to take photos anyway. You should be able to say, let's go there and say, we're bringing computers, but over and above bringing computers, we're making sure that teachers who teach about computers understand what a computer is. I don't know if you've seen this, but I know we're transgressing a bit, but you remember the project by the Department of Education, uh, which was planning to have every teacher uh, have a laptop. Mm, I heard about that, yeah. But, but, but you know what was a shocking reason why it couldn't kick off? Mm. Kick off because it found that about 80%, over 80% of South African teachers could hardly use those laptops. Mm. Mm. Which goes back to but skills, yeah. That's one of the people who teach our teachers. Mm. <laughs> uh, there you are, I thought I was a teacher at one point or another. So yeah. I'm saying, so what I'm saying, let's have kind a of social economic interpretation in this kind of that's when we say we're not just moving laptops and what you call them a school, but we're also creating an awareness around the community to say, if you see somebody creating into a school to steal it, mm. then we must support that. But in fact, I think we should not even have somebody who has uh, the appetite to go and see. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So to me, yeah, to me it's broader than uh, what we the eye. So now, you also touch on education plays an important role in, in the economy. And I, I suppose you also agree with what the World Bank said a couple of, couple of days ago. This time, education, you'll be amazed at, uh, I mean, uh, the recent textbooks are the most perfect example. Mm. How everyone, uh, from political opposition to business to church, everyone is just ended mm. by, 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 by what's happening in the world around them. Because all I'm basically saying to people is that Education, uh, education in this case, not education, is what I, 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 I'm, I'm a proponent of what is called informal education as well. Because I don't believe that in order to be successful, you need to go to school. Mm. But I believe that in order to be successful, you need to have knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have knowledge without necessarily going to school. But those are rare instances. I watched uh, a, a, a case in... In 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 in, 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 in TV, the other thing, uh, the program called that thing all off. Okay. The profile, yeah, the profile, the young man is between between two years and three uh, in ML in Pumalang, who could pronounce aqua fresh, who could pronounce refreshment. You can type it. Very young, two years. Uh, tell me between you and me, who at the age of two years can be able to 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 to, to pronounce aqua fresh, and you could type it in a in a laptop. So that's the knowledge you're talking about. Yes? So that's the knowledge you're talking about. To me, that, those are rare instances where you can find somebody being a genius. But all I'm basically saying is that we need to share knowledge in this country into what is called informal education and formal education. Mm. But because of the majority of our people not having access to basic skills, we need to put them through the channel of logical. Uh, Actually, I'm to this article the article I wrote in February last year, mm-hmm. uh, uh, proceeding, preceding the State of the National Address, where I was inviting uh, uh, President Jacob Zuma to say to him, he must follow in the instance of what Mindy suggested, the military conception mm. uh, concept. But not military in the sense of indoctrination as an apartheid, sure, but sure. military in the sense of using the resources. 
the, the army is the most resourceful uh, kind of base, which, as you know, uh, we don't use the army all the time. Mm. In peace, during peace, it doesn't mean you must destroy your army, but it means you must equip it in terms of war. But the fact of the matter is that the army has got the resources to capture and uh, hold on to a lot of young people who, by this time, are longer in, in corners in every township, either drinking beer exactly, yeah. or playing amateur diets. They don't know what they're doing. So we need to capture those young people, put them in army camps, teach them basic skills, force them. We don't give them a choice. You know, we force them. We say if you are either at school or at work, if you are not there, you must be in that camp. Jeez. So we remove young people from the street. Uh, because once they live the longer on the street, they start to have bad ideas. It's either they make kids or they rob kids. Jeez, so, that, you know, you need to. I, yeah. I, I said the same thing, and someone said, geez, when you bring back apartheid, you're going to force people to go to the army now. <laughs> but I'm glad you no, no, also no, think along the same lines, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, yeah. Well, what are we able to do in this country, which is uh, what our constitution does not give us the space to our people must realize that part of growing and changing this country must do what is called unpopular decisions. Mm, there mm. are certain decisions that we have to make which we don't in the real life, but we, we do them. But, you know, when, 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 yeah, when I found that idea with some few friends, and then I criticized them, to yeah, but not on the constitutional right, the labor relations aspect, as a guy, you are being cosmetic with uh, the challenges. Yeah. Because well, the challenges are there. Mm. And I can tell you now, I mean, even in five years, you were sitting time bomb, uh, time bomb at Vardy Normal City. Unemployment in this country is sitting time bomb. It's going to explode in our face. Yeah. And by that time, we, we shall have focused. Because when a robber comes to rob you at night, it does not remind you of your rights. They don't say, yeah. I'm about to rob you, you have the right yeah. to remain silent. They do what they want they to leave. Yeah. Yeah. He robs you, he sends you assets, and if you want to fight, he shoots you with that, and he goes. So I'm saying, what is this thing of being too cosmetic about the problems facing this country? I call them the triple challenges of democracy. Inequality, poverty, and unemployment. Mm. If you are being cosmetic and casual about those things, what are you going to die? Those young people are becoming impatient, they are becoming angry. How many cases of Nyawoke have you had in Namibia, in Kumalang? Oh, quite a lot. They're quite a lot because these young people have nothing to do. Mm. So, so let's pressure this and you, take them away. Yeah, you also touched on something that uh, uh, the Herman Mashabas, Richard Maponias, and Daban Tellers could come on. Maybe they're doing that in their own space right now, but share the wisdom. They have to do that. Uh, You know why I mentioned those ones specifically? Mm. Because they don't fall up short of reminding us that they are not products of PE. They started their business wasted, which is fair. And I'm saying uh, these are the people who made money when his conditions were very hard. Remember, they had a regulatory and a political system that did not support them. <laughs> you know? Mm. But they still became millionaires. But they so, in, yeah. why can't we now, yes, why can't we now, when we have the political and the regulatory system that support us, actually do more than what they did? So I'm saying, they have to come, and I know that uh, without necessarily disrespecting them, and I think they do in their own space, do a lot of work, but I'm saying, through mentioning them, I'm saying I'm creating a more. You know, you, you know, there are a lot of of these similar people who exist in our space, but they're very quiet. Mm. You don't come out. Mm. Uh, the more foundations you make, the more trust you create. We should not have uh, trust only when it's a rational trust. <laughs> our trust, <laughs> our trust must be trust that are based on, <laughs> on on fundamental issues that face to 
Yeah, Tabo, before we get into into trouble, what is your take on t- tendering in, 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 in the economy or in South African terms, that is? The tender system. The, the tender system. Um, for or against? Look, I... My issue is that, and, and, and I normally make an example with the issues of provinces. Mm. Uh, when we created democracy, I mean, when we created uh, the new system of government, we had our reasons. But between me and you, you should know, you know, you should know by now that I don't think we need nine provinces eh? <laughs> for all different purposes. Oh, but that's a debate for another day. Yeah, no, please, let's, let's leave that yeah. for another day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it goes back to tender. Yeah. I don't think that everything needs to be obtained. <laughs> Textbook, for instance, uh, grass cutting, for instance, uh, uh, renovation, for that certain thing that uh, in government should not really put a tent. I mean, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. There are procurement people who must, you know, that there are people who are employed to do those things, but they don't do that. Like, actually, those people, they must be called tender coordinators, you know, they, they, they coordinate. Yeah. There's someone in government who goes to work just to issue a, a, a request for proposals. <laughs> And you know, that's mm-hmm. that's so abusable in the sense that people end up, uh, uh, that's why, I mean, the, the, the Auditor General's report, for instance, in most of these municipalities, found that majority of instances in municipalities mm. is people who do come business with government are people who work for government. So you now, know what yeah. So what it means is that, yes, there are certain complications, because the purpose of the issue, the legal definition of a tender is, is for outsourcing of services which you yeah. need to do. You, you cannot do, yeah. Which you cannot do or which you do, you do not have the internal capacity to do. <laughs> so, differently put, government should be able to te- should tender at a cost-effective, simplified, cheaper, effective way everything that you can do internally. Mm-hmm. So, I think that is what you call I mean, uh, I mean, let me make an example with grass cutting. Yeah. Why do you outsource grass cutting when you can employ people? Uh, because you save much more money if you if, if, if you have people working on a push and grass cutting doesn't happen every day. You cut the grass, then it grows, you cut it back to exist. So I normally make those examples to say there are certain things that government cannot and should not tell Okay. So now is there a place to, how do we in, improve the levels of entrepreneurship in this country? Is it through skills training, debates, discussions on how do we Get it right through the systems. Uh, exactly. But my first point is that we need to start to have the right conversations. Mm. We, we need to start to think uh, and walk the talk, right? Mm-hmm. We start to be able to say, how do we get first? And this is the, ethos, uh, the basic issue of my article. So how do you get the right mind first? Mm. Uh, for all I care, no matter how unpopular this statement is, but there are people who just cannot be business owners. Mm. <laughs> we shouldn't be business owners. You know, just like, but after all, how, how do you have businesses that don't have employees? Some people must work. Unfortunately, and, and that's a reality. I mean, at the end of the day, that is a reality. <laughs> yeah, but, but the tendency is that, and I'm saying this, I think they used to work in the DTI. Uh, and uh, the commission, uh, uh, what was CIPRO, which is now CIP, uh, CIPS, CIPC, yeah. uh, is housed in the DTI. Oh, that's called. Hey, hey, man, please, man, I want the CC quickly, man. Can we get somebody to register in 2016? Then I say, wait a minute. <laughs> to on. start with, 
There is nothing called the CC anymore. The new company has not created CC. But the airman on the CC and the defender want to go through quickly. I mean, already there, you can see that the, that person is not clued up with the system. Exactly my choice. Already there, you can see that this is somebody who is ignorant about what is happening in the space. You want to see, see. You can see that this person is not of yeah. a business mentality. Mm-hmm. Even those who start companies must start to know that I'm a company, say, I mean, I'm a director to a company. Mm. What are the risks? What are the risks involved as well? Yeah. What are the risks involved? The company touch is very clear. It says personal ex- liability will be extended in situations where, as a director, you show that the company took positions that are not in such in such a company, mm. you committed the company and exposed the company. What you must People don't know. Yeah. Unless you see a sheriff in your door who comes to attack, uh, to attack access, you get shocked. What does the sheriff want? Yeah, but your company owns so and so. Yeah, but if the company is not me, but you are part of the company. You know, so we need to start to have people have the right set of mind. Mm. Who understand the implications, yeah. who understand what it takes, who understand what are the risks, but also the benefits. Of course, yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Masombuka, thank you very much. Uh, we, sh- we should definitely have you back on the show like we discussed earlier on. There are other areas that you write about, that you comment about, that uh, we here at Network Radio, we're saying let's get the discussion going um, on how to get this right and how to improve and motivate aspiring and current entrepreneurs. So thank you very much for your time and uh, we'll catch up with you again. Network Radio, let's connect with music and talk entrepreneurship and business.